We still do not know who the next president of the United States will be. We don't know who is going to be the next president. We don't know who won the presidential race yet. Frankly, we did win this election. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things just doesn't belong. Can you tell which one has a brain made of blubber by the time I finish my song? We were getting ready for a big celebration. Did you guess which thing would like to be a fascist? Did you guess which thing is a wannabe Kim Jong? In America, we count the votes until they're counted. Suggesting otherwise is totally democratically, constitutionally, ethically, and morally wrong. You found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. Florida sucks. Florida sucks. Florida sucks. Floridians, dumb as dirt. How was I to know Len Berry was gonna die? He died? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't plan it that way. One, two, three. <laughs> That's how our love and three tabulating can be. <laughs> Discarding ballots makes it easy. <laughs> From First you count the holes that never were punched. A double punch is disqualified. <laughs> Take the fingers on your hand and count them. Just like me. One, two, three, four, five, oh. From Oops, sorry, time for a recount. One, two, three, four. One, two, How many three, times four. have I told I you to the only thing you cannot count on is Flada? 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. Welcome, everyone. This is the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from the nation's flaccid penis of second and third and fourth and fifth chancers. Oh, and oh, and uh, angry communist and socialista Cubans. <laughs> communista, socialista. <laughs> you can go back to all of my past shows and each and every one. I said, do not count on Florida. Uh, no one has been able to count on this state since 2000. Which, if, if you haven't seen 537 Votes on HBO by Billy Corbin, it's worth a watch. Just to see what kind of self-defeating assholes live down here. But I don't think, I mean, outside of the 2000 and 2004 election, certifying a presidential race has never been more, I mean, even uh, Trump has never been more than a formality. Yeah, those two races, 2000 and 2004, those really were lost and uh, thrown away votes. We're not having that now. What we have now is pandemic-related backlogs of mail-in votes that uh, slow to count. But before I go on, just a programming note. This is going to be a short show. I'll be, it's going to be a half hour because uh, <laughs> there's nothing really to say yet at this stage. 
and it won't be until Saturday, long after this show has to be uploaded, that any real results will be announced. Unless I'm wrong, unless it uh, comes sooner than that, but too late, I gotta get a show out. So it's gonna be short and sweet as the count continues. I'm going to have a lot of uh, references back to the uh, 2000 election, only because if you haven't seen 537 votes, you really should check it out, because I should have covered it more, and uh, last show would have been more relevant, but the most notable part of that movie, documentary, is is how, how much pride the Republican Party takes in cheating. They're damn proud of it, I tell you. <laughs> I mean. It's out front. It's right out there in your face. And they don't care. They like to cheat. In fact, they specialize in it now. As you can see in this film, where, where they were kind of like testing the waters and see how much they can get away with. And it turns out they can get away with as much as they want. If they have the right people in place, of course. So I'm, I was thinking on Tuesday night that we ran into that small margin again in Florida. Uh-oh, DeSantis is going to pretend to be Jim and swing it to Trump, but wasn't necessary after all. We're dumb enough here where that'll happen. Now, you'll notice on the electoral map, and I've been saying this, you'll see there's 68 counties in Florida, and six of them went blue, as opposed to the last time when we only had five of them went blue. So five or six counties out of 68 you can write this state off as far as a, any kind of a Democratic win at all. But nationally, depending on how this goes, I, it looks like Joe's going to get in, okay? But even if he does, and, and we're all going to be relieved to see the trash taken out, along with his trash followers with the running... Run, you would think... And in, in 2016 was the same thing. Oh, he'll never get elected after that. Oh, he'll never get elected after that. How, how many times have you say, said that to yourself? Uh, and then with the running the bus off the... And, and blocking highways. With no cops around. With the full cooperation of the authorities. You'll notice. Not a cop to be seen. There's never a cop when you need... No, they weren't there for a reason. Because they knew what was going down and they, they left him alone because the police union is pro-Trump. They back Trump. So why would they say no? Go ahead, block the traffic. Try to suppress the vote in any way you possibly can. Well, they weren't successful with it. And where I'm really disgusted, I mean, really, I mean, it was a gut punch to see. 66 million votes for Trump, really? You're telling that... that goes way beyond his base. Those are supposed to be the educated Republicans, the critically thinking Republicans, the Lincoln Project type Republicans. But they voted for him anyway. And I attribute it directly to broadcast media. Oh, there you go again talking about a broadcast media. That's why if you look at the electoral map, especially in Tuchis, in Texas, you'll see there's maybe four or 5,000 people live there. Some of those counties had like 300 people live there, but they want solid Trump. Why? Because they're rural, pea-picking county, pea-picking areas where hardly anybody lives, and the only, the only broadcast information they receive, other than Fox News and online, 
is Rush, Hannity, Levin, and all the other right-wing hate talkers. That's all they hear, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, the point was made that the Democrats, during this election, they sunk millions and almost over a billion dollars into advertising, into a media blitz. Yes, they do that on an election cycle. In between elections, nothing. So you're going to hear me talking a lot. <laughs> when 22 comes around, you're going to, the next two years, you're going to hear me hammering on it like I never hammered on it before, directed to my Democratic friends. Because they don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. They don't see the importance. But if you look at the electoral map and you look at those little tiny red counties that Trump made it close with, Maybe you'll understand why. And maybe you'll understand why Sinclair and Salem Broadcasting are on... Uh, well, Salem is on the Board of Republican Strategy Council. And uh, I don't think Sinclair is. But they work hand in glove with not just a media blitz during an election. They have a media blitz 24 hours a day, every week of the year, nonstop, even through the holidays. That is called a messaging system. And it's also called, as they used to call it in the 40s, propaganda. And the reason this particular election was not decisive, at least overnight, is because of media. The Democrats have to learn about the importance of messaging, communications, broadcast media. They have to learn about that, even with Biden in office, if they expect to hold on to Congress, if they expect to uh, actually get a majority in the Senate. If they want to get any of the houses back and, and statewide, it's the same thing, especially if you have local stations speaking on your behalf, as opposed to Florida, where we don't got none. Well, South Florida, let me I correct myself. I think there might be a couple of talkers up in the North Florida. I, I'm not aware of it. But down here, just dead air. Nothing but hate talking sports, hate talking sports, hate talking sports. That's all you get down here. And schmaltzy, crappy music. The rock stations are all gone. In fact, the, one of the biggest rock stations we had is now all Russian. They're all doing a Kazatsky over there. Well, once Biden's in, I am going to launch an effort. Me and a couple other broadcasters I've been talking to. And I'm going to try to contact Tom Hartman because he has been hammering on this the last two days. He noticed it, too. Tom Hartman, who has seven million, or as Trump would say, billion listeners. He is the number seven talk show in the country, according to Talkers Magazine. Seven or eight. He's down there. But everybody else, Rush, Hannity, and it goes on. Just the hate talkers. They've got the monopoly. They've got that whole communications market covered. And it's been a long process. Started back in 1971. And this is what we got today. And they put the gas on right after a 96 Telecom Act was passed. Now, I want to see an effort on behalf of our leadership uh, down here. Uh, and in Washington to rescind or, or rewrite the 96 Telecom Act. Uh, I want the Fairness Doctrine back, and I want to tell you something else about that because of, uh, well, there was talk several years back about reinstating the Fairness Doctrine. And right off the bat, 
The right-wing talkers were going, well, they all want us off the air. They want us to shut us down. No. Now, any of the right-wingers out there, the uh, Limbaugh fans, in fact, Hannity himself, I got a little something here I want you to listen to. And when I tell you what year it's from, it's really going to blow your mind because we had the original FCC Telecom Act in place, and this was, and this was on the air. Every week. My dear friends, that among other things in the National Union for Social Justice, we are Christian insofar as we believe in Christ's principle of love your neighbor as yourself. And with that principle, I challenge every Jew in this nation to tell me that he does not believe in it. Communizing all the factories and the fields and the forests and the mines under a new kind of God made of flesh and blood and clay and hatred. When men become so prideful that they believe their destiny is to rewrite the eternal law of God. It's time for their fellow citizens to rise up in their wrath and through the agency of ballots and not bullets to relegate them to the pages of the past. That's Father Coughlin from 1939. The right-wing hate talkers have always had a place on the air, even with the fairness doctrine in place and even with the standards and practices, the original Telecom Act, they've always had a place on the air. The only reason you wouldn't be on the air is two reasons, really. If you weren't generating any income for the radio station or if you were inciting public violence. See, that all changed now. They encourage incitement of public violence because they think it sells good time. And uh, idealistically, the general managers and owners of these radio stations love it. They love to see blood running through the streets because it ain't theirs and it ain't their way they live. So they don't care, but it sure is fun to watch and it helps get votes for their Republican friends. That's how it works. So no, you won't go off the air. But instead of 24 hours a day, you might be broken up into different parts of the schedule where someone else can answer to your accusations all the time, to your QAnon bullshit, where we can have a voice again somewhere, somewhere on the air. Because to all my Democratic friends out there that are listening, that's how come they're still counting. Those little red rural counties and the rural counties in Florida. That's all they hear. Oh, and yeah, oh, and yeah. Oh, don't give me this. Well, radio's obsolete. Nobody listens. They, they got online. They got Fox News. And yeah, but they listen. They don't just listen to the hate talkers. They believe every word they say. They follow them. They're their little shepherds. And in, in Miami, we have Radio Mambi. That's the tool that the Republican Party used in 2000 and this year to get the Cubans to vote Republican. 
Camonista, socialista, camonista, socialista, ibidi-bibidi-bibidi-boop. And they all, uh, okay, it went blue, but not by much. And there are, not to mention, 27% of the mail-in votes in Dade County. Uh, Well, uh, they're not there. Hmm. Or they haven't been counted yet. Not that it matters now. He won that big word. This is why uh, a big margin matters. Because even if they counted those votes, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. The jig was up. Oh, I said jig. The jig was up in Florida. So there's nothing you can do about that. But in the other states, you see some of these, uh, I don't know if they're uh, SOE supervisors or, or managers. They're hard asses about it as well as they should be. Uh, they're not playing any games. And as much as his uh, little trumplings try to break in and say, stop the count, stop the count. Well, the good news would be if they did stop the count, Biden would be the president right now. So, yeah, stop the count. I agree. Stop the count. It would make Biden president if they stopped the count. Stop the count. And then you have his uh, upe and bupe, the, the, the two lucky sperm, running around as his surrogates, saying, it's not fair. But what did his hair say? That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. No, it's not fair. It's not fair that you ever got close to the White House. It's not fair to all of us that you're even in there, that you're even involved in our governance. That's not fair at all. What would be fair is you just went the hell away. That would be fair. Just leave this population alone. You have done enough damage. Don and the entire family have turned this country into a shit streak. You have wiped your ass on America. And you couldn't be gone fast enough. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. I don't know. I'll know more uh, this weekend. I guess we all will. But keep that in mind. I'm going to have <laughs> screen grabs of that electoral map just to prove my point. And Tom Hartman said, I was so happy to hear him. He did an entire, you know, he usually breaks his show into hourly segments. He did all three hours on how the Democrats refuse to see any of the importance uh, of messaging or communication and how we have no voice out there. And don't give me this MSNBC and CNN. We don't have a voice out there. Anybody who says CNN and MSNBC, you're talking about people who sit down on their ass at night. I'm talking about all day. All day long. That's what they get. Pounded into their head. Constantly. And we have no recourse. There's nothing. For, there's no outlet for us to speak back. We need an infrastructure. And as a matter of fact, Tom Hartman had uh, Styers on there. Well, you know, at least he was honest. He asked him, "Do you see any time in a few? You have any plans in the future to invest in a progressive broadcast infrastructure?" And Styers said, "No." At least he didn't tiptoe around it. He came right out and said, "What did he say?" No. No. No, because the people who can't afford to support a progressive broadcast infrastructure don't see the importance in it or the profitability. The first five years of of Fox News, they went into the hole and they saw a profit five years later. No startup makes a profit. And you got to tell these billionaires that. And we do have forget George Soros. He's not going to give you a nickel. Uh, We do have uh, Andy Yang, the Yang gang. And he'll say, well, we have the Internet. And yeah, but they're not. You don't understand. 
That doesn't, it doesn't count. There are multiple layers of media messaging, multiple levels. And way down there, way down at the bottom, the, the very bottom rung is radio broadcasting now. It used to be up there, but now it's way down in the bottom of the barrel. But, but it's there. None of those stations have turned the signal off. Well, they can't make a profit with their sponsors. No, maybe not, but they sure are being supplemented by powerful right-wing organizations. Oh, yeah. And there must be a reason for it. And you know what the reason for it is? The reason is, if you look at the electoral map, those little red counties, the little rural areas, they matter. That adds up. And that's why it was uh, the counting was so close. I would say that with everything, this sociopath, all the damage he's done to this country, with a quarter of a million people dead from a disease that should have been well handled and under control within a couple of months anyway. A quarter of a million people dead in the ground from a disease that's been ignored and actually fought by uh, this uh, sociopathic monster politicizing it right out of the box. Why? Because he was playing to his base. Because it's all about the base. The base. And, and my point is this. The base isn't what, what made it so close. It was, I don't know, it's beyond me. It has to be the media. 66 million people, his base isn't that big. That's far and above what I expected. I expected a Biden win decisively. I don't know a landslide, that's a wishful thing. But at least I was hoping for, on Tuesday night, decisive. And, you know, following day, you get your certifications and all that, and it's all over. No, it was too close a race. And that's why. That's your answer. In case you're scratching your head and wondering, what the hell went wrong there? The media, the media, I'll say it a million times, broadcast media, broadcast media, Democrats, are you listening? Will you ever pay attention to that? Because 22 is around the corner. The largest voter turnout in American presidential election history. And they're still counting. You would think, after all the punishment and pain and misery we've been put through the last four years, you would think it would be just a little more decisive than that. What is wrong with, I don't know what's wrong with people. I mean, yeah, it is the broadcast media, but what, what is it? Everything's on, they believe everything they hear just wholesale? Or what is it? They, they just think, uh, Ignoring the pandemic, nothing's going on over here, nothing to be seen, just a quarter of a million people dead, who cares? What the hell is it? What is all 66 million people? What's on their mind? I would say take a third of that away. Those are not base. Those are just regular Republicans. The, the, the Republicans who bathe. What, what, what were they thinking? I, I understand that uh, a lot of doctors are Republicans because of their income level. Income level has a lot to do with it. But I can tell you, personally, I know Republicans who couldn't, can't stand Trump. Lifelong Republicans voted for Biden. Where did these other people come from? In fact, I was contacted by a friend of mine who I know is a Republican. 
Well, he's one of those kind of Republicans you can have a conversation with. You can discuss your disagreements. Uh, you can arrive at a consensus and agree and agree to move forward or whatever it is. You can do that. There's some some Republicans you can actually do that. And he said, "You'll be happy to know that uh, I voted for Biden." And I said, well, "I had enough of Trump." And now he was nice enough to say, "No, because I'm concerned about you losing your rights." which is very thoughtful. If more Republicans were like him, we wouldn't be in this kind of shape. Look, I've talked long enough for this. Uh, I'm going to do just a half hour this week. I'll see you all again here next week uh, once all of this is... Because I don't want to say things and just waste all my time saying things that are not going to matter. So I'm going to turn now to uh, entertainment area. (laughs) Um... In addition to Barat, which I'll talk about more later, and uh, 537 votes, TV viewing's been pretty good outside of watching this, uh, going blind, watching this uh, account with Jonathan King or uh, Steve Kornacki jumping up and down and spinning on cartwheels. But there is a miniseries on Netflix called Queen's Gambit, and it's about chess. And my initial reaction was, why would I watch a... A six-part, I guess it's six parts, a mini-series about chess. Well, I got to tell you, it's a damn good uh, series. It's really worth watching. It's not true. It's fiction, but it's plausible history. In other words, it was written in a way that this could have possibly happened, and it did. Now, it takes place, uh, well a 10-year period from 57 to 67. It's very plausible. I mean, it, it's not true, but it's really worth a watch, even if you're not into chess, because, <laughs> I mean, I, I've played chess, yeah, <laughs> okay, but I'm never any good at it, but I know how it's played and all this, and there were things I actually learned about the game that were interesting. And they made it, the, the movie, uh, it's not a movie, it's a six-part miniseries, they did it in such a way where it really is kind of interesting to watch. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because they <laughs> played a song in there. Uh, you know, they use some period songs as as those types of things do. And I really started laughing. They were playing Georgie Fame and his Blue Flames. And I'm thinking, yeah, I did a bit with that, which you've heard a um, number of times. I'm going to play it for you again. But I'm going to do it with a difference this time. They played the album cut. And what I mean by that is, for time, uh, that song, by the way, that was the only thing wrong with the movie. They had the songs out of time. I mean, the Vogue's You're the One came out in 65, and the, the scene is in, supposed to be 1963. I hate when they do that, but nobody really cares except me. Well, this particular song, Yeah, Yeah, by Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames, that came out in 65, but the scene was from 1967. And they played the whole song, which is amazing to me, because when you heard it on the radio, you never heard the sax solo. They cut it out for time, and you had to buy the album to actually hear it. So what I did is I got the sax solo, I put it where it's supposed to be in my comedy bit, which you've heard before, and it's just for fun, because uh, I wanted to get my mind off of this. Boy, now every Around a quarter to five, hop in my monkey. Because it's early by time, rush out with traffic. Well, that's their problem, not mine. When I cause havoc, 
I signal left and turn right. I want my supper, but take it slow when I drive, so should you suffer and shoot the number one sign? I say oi they. That's what I say. I say oi they. I'm really moving at 20 miles or less. I have my brakes on like a recalcitrant pest. My mouth is open. It's open fine when I drive to let me know if I'm breathing and still alive. I find depends on. So I see you in the field. You call me moron. To me, that's no big deal. I say oi they. That's what I say. I say oi they. Colostomy bag that made my base crust Felt it really stink Colostomy bag, colostomy bag Colostomy bag, colostomy bag The cat reached my oxygen The tank rolled underneath my big bench seat Nosh on green jello, a person's ready to fill with sweet and low. Painted the ashes, they didn't give us a bib. Forgot my glasses, so now I can't leave a tip. My daddy asked me if everything is okay. But when I answer, the only thing I can say, I say oi they. That's what I say, I say oi they. That's what I say, I say oi they. That's what I say, I say oi Hey, you've been listening to the abbreviated version of the Brit Summer Show. Let's call this a placeholder till next week. Because I don't want to get all uh, involved in talking about this and that uh, uh, when nothing's happened yet. But I want to let my audience know that I'm I'm still here and doing things. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for contributing. Thank you, Ernie. I'll show my gratitude appropriately on my next show. Thanks to my affiliates, iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and the SoFlow channel. Just keep counting those votes. It seems to be going our way. And I'll see you here next week on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470 WWNN. Oh, I'd like to know who won the election. Said I'd like to know who won the election. Oh, I'd like to know who won the election. Yes, I'd like to know who won the election. I don't know. Count the vote.